Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and there's nothing more prouder as a parent when your child goes on a work trip and goes to a baseball game in the city that they're at. Yay, yay, yay. And I am the Champ, and I personify this is what happens when you mix equal parts poor draft, crappy fab, and a generous amount of injuries. Equal <laughs> Equal parts? <laughs> Equal parts. Yep, yep. Um, it, it, I guess it's it's the uh, kind of the equivalent of the uh, triumvirate, right? The holy trinity here, and and all three just went bad on me. Just oh. went sideways. So I have nobody to blame but myself. Yeah, you could you could probably find somebody or something. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, yeah, let's let's. Uh, we don't even want to talk about that. So um, you sent me a a a picture yesterday. Um, Madison was in um, in Detroit. Is that right? Yeah, she was in a. Uh, there's a guard base up up around that way, about 25, 30 minutes away, and uh, her and a coworker caught a Tigers game on Thursday night or Friday night. Yeah, so it's it's oh, wow. cool that. And she told me she was going to do it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But when I got the picture, I'm thinking that's cool. I, I told her, I said, that's what you need to do when you go away like that. Go see something. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, because you don't know when those times will come around um, again. Did, did she like the stadium? I've never been there. Says I've never been to Detroit, I don't think, other than the airport. It's a beautiful stadium. She said um, the the dome, The I don't think they call it the Silver Dome anymore. The football stadium is right there, Ford, Ford Field, I think they call it. Uh, she said it's a great area, lots to do, and the Lions were playing home that night. So it must have been Thursday night. And she said it was it was packed. It was just a lot of energy. The weather was nice. She said it was really cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, it is cool when when they do that, and uh, maybe she'll make a habit of it. We'll see. I I agree. All right. All right. So we have a guest uh, again this week. Uh, we got Sam Kirk from the Rebel Alliance, which I love that name. I love the Rebel Alliance name. Uh, Sam, you you with us, right? Yes, I am. All right. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Uh, when are you leaving to go to back to school? Uh, Friday, actually. Okay. All right. Uh, are you are you driving up yourself, or are your parents taking you up? No, or? I think both my parents are going to just come take me and move in as well. Okay. I have a lot of stuff, so it's kind of right. hard just for myself. Uh, you got a roommate? Yeah, actually, I have three. So it'll be fun living with three kids this year instead of just one. Okay. Three kids. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, like two couple kids I already met from the first year and you know it's nice just knowing who you're going to live with yeah just give you a hint don't refer to your roommates as kids refer to them as mature young adults that way <laughs> your parents feel better <laughs> might be a ratio there <laughs> <laughs> all right so let, let's talk about your team a little bit you, you've had some interesting happenings to your team uh just kind of assess uh your your team's performance uh thus far in 2021 um i mean yeah i mean you, i think you put it in a good sense a lot of lots really happened um you know my three of uh, brian and uh baez were traded at the deadline and i kind of got lucky at that and they're both traded to an nl team which i really think i don't think they're gonna i thought they're gonna get split up or one of them was gonna get shipped out to the al but that was nice to see but what really just like shocked my season was the whole Trevor Bauer situation. I mean, I think that's kind of changed 
the outlook on the baseball season period. You know, the yeah. Dodgers at one point were, you know, losing a ace pitcher and a guy that they spent a boatload of their money on. And now they're able to clean that up and get Trey Turner and Scherzer on the team. Now they're even a heavier favorite than they were with Bauer, I think. I think both of you would agree with me there. Um, but it was a shame to see what happened to him. And, you know, him being a guy that I kind of like lips and, like, I like hearing him talk. He's an interesting guy. He knows a lot about baseball. And, you know, I think he's one of those guys that wants to fight for baseball, like, not dying and, like, you know, trying to make it as fun for everyone, including the fans, including, you know, everything a part of them will be and just advance the game. But, you know, what happened, happened. And, you know, I don't think he's going to have much of a future in the league anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Bauer. Uh, and as I'm looking at your your roster, I, I think Albie's getting off to that kind of slow start. Hurt you, Corey Seager going down for an extended period of time, right? He went down for weeks. Yeah, he was down for a few months actually, few and months. then okay. you know, like you said with Albie's, I was talking to you guys last time I was on this about him, you know, potentially breaking out. When and you see like guys like Acuna getting injured and. The Braves are still in the NL East race, so yeah. now Albies is heating up, and he's had like five home runs in his last like four games. But yeah, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, he he's really playing playing well offensively. Um, and then you you know you had the the Bauer thing. Um, Aaron Nola probably is not what you expected. He, he's struggling to to win games on a consistent basis. Um, no, I mean, yeah. I thought I was getting the Phillies ace right there, and it turns out that Zach Wheeler was actually that this year. And, you know, Nola does, even in the past when I've had Nola, he's had a hard time racking up those wins and, like, just managing to get the W. And you see how important that is. And, wow, yeah. like, your starting pitchers, it, it'll help if they're on better teams. If the, if the, you know, you need to really look at the collective idea at the whole game. Yeah, yeah, no. And then you make the trade for bets. Um, you gave up Alonso and and who 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 else was in that deal? The, I gave up Sixto as well. That's right. Yeah, and because Sixto was dealing with like that couple bad arm problems, and yeah. you know my team was already pretty beat up, and Alonso was having a pretty like average half of the year. He wasn't hitting for average, or he wasn't getting a lot of runs. He was hitting a lot of home runs, getting a lot. A lot of guys like you know doing that, so I felt like trading for you know an all-around guy like Mookie, who's going to play every night, beats just because he plays outfield, second, et cetera, and the Dodgers were banged up, but now he's hurt. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I—that's what I was kind of getting at—is is you're making the right moves, and these guys just—they're not performing the way you need them to perform, and and a couple months go by, and then you know it, it becomes difficult to dig out. It's difficult to replace Trevor Bauer. Like, you're just, yeah. that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, um, but I, I think a one, one bright spot, and when Jamie does these fab picks, is Tyler Naquin has performed really well for you since you picked him up early. Yeah. I mean, that was a guy where I remember after the draft, I took a couple of guys at the outfield spot that, you know, were floaters that were able to. Either going to be on the forty-man roster day one, or they're going to be in Triple A, and they're going to have to like, take the turn and, you know, eventually work their way up. But I found him on waivers. I remember him, and I think another like 
pretty important to, like, thing for this year was finding guys who made that transition to the AL to the NL. You know, like, he was a guy who was on a couple of good Cleveland teams and yeah. me trying to keep up with the AL, just playing a lot of MLB the show, knowing that name. I'm like, you know, he's a starter. And this is a deep league where you need guys that can play every day and, you know, put the bat on the ball. So he's been doing that. And, and being productive with his 300 at-bats. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Reds The Reds have been great, like, all year round, and they're one of the teams that kind of on the lower, you know, could have a chance to play into September. Yeah, no, yeah, they're still there. So, uh, looking back, anything that you would, if you had a do-over, that you wouldn't pull the trigger on, or, or guys that you would have maybe spent the other 10, 15 cents I mean, I feel like the draft definitely, I think I would have, you know, just paid a little extra money for some of the guys that I was planning on to. But, you know, I took a risk on guys like Javi Baez, who, you know, he was having a great start for the year. Yeah. You know, getting RBIs, and he was hitting for a decent average for a while. But his last, like, couple month or two in Chicago was kind of, eh. And just because I'm sure it's not easy to be playing with all those great rumors that are circling around you every day. You're not knowing where you're going to be the next. And now he's in New York, injured. And before that, I think he was maybe like three for 20. I mean, he was having a rough start of things. And the Mets kind of been playing that way too as well. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, and then lastly, before I give it back to Jamie, uh, wh- what are your what are your thoughts for the 2022 season uh, in, with regard to your team? With regard to my team, I think I do have a like, couple pieces. Of, like, I mean, I made a couple moves that I do think actually helped me on the future. One move I want to talk about was getting Josiah Gray for the Nationals. You know, he was involved in that. Uh, he was involved in that Dodger trade, and he was sent to the Nationals for Trey Turner and Scherzer, and I've had him stashed my best for a while. And You know, the Dodgers are a deep team, and it was tough for him to, you know, find a spot either in the bullpen or in the rotational pitch, and now he's in Washington as a new start. So I think he's definitely a guy that, you know, has a future in my team, and I think he'll be a pretty good player. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, and I, I think you I, – I, I don't think you can keep Albies after this year. But, I don't think so either. But the the other one I thought of that is kind of interesting you keep an eye on is Chris Bryant. You bought him for two forty to keep him would be two fifty. He's still in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. If he ends up with I the mean, right I, team, like you said, Raj, I think you're hitting on there. Like he's in that range where there's no chance he doesn't go for more than that in the draft. Like there's no way. And I yeah. think whether he's greedy shy and comes in the off season or he stays in the bay, I think. You know, Chris Bryce here has really made his like case for being an all-around great player that you know yeah. deserves his recognition and money. Like yeah. he's been great in the field all year. He's been hitting home runs, and even in on his new team, he's been effective. Yeah, and he can play different positions, which is yeah, good. yeah. All right, Jamie, what do you got? So, Sam, last time we uh, we had talked, um, we had asked you to, to make a prediction of where you thought you would be before you left for school. And I, I think you had mentioned that you would be um, in third place. And um, fortunately for you, my ineptitude kept you from being um, third from the bottom. And I think you're probably going to finish 
I, I don't know, probably six, seven fish or something like that. Um, let, let me ask you, who do you think um, will finish, and, and, and in the order, um, who will finish in the top three this year in the Bush League? I mean, all year long, no bias here, but I just feel like my dad's done a pretty good job, you know, just managing his team. And I feel like out of everyone, he's gotten kind of the breaks at the right time where he's getting injuries, but he's also getting his guys back at the right time, and they aren't missing that much time, you know. When you look at some of the other injuries, they've been a little bit more extended, like you mentioned earlier, earlier Seager. I mean, that's two, three months of, like, a top hitter nine it's not being in my lineup. Like, when he had Tatis out early in the year, he's back right away, and now he's doing his thing again. Like, he had a lot a lot of injuries like that, but when they're two, three-week injuries and the guys are able to come back 100%, I think it's a big advantage. Yeah, you know what? I, I think you're absolutely right um, that he has managed his team well and has been able to – well, he's had big injuries, but, but he's had the foresight to be able to – replace them. And I, I love your point on it's the timing of those injuries. That That is so true. Um, you know, you, me, a lot of people have been hammered by injuries all at one time, and he's been able to withstand that. So you think he's coming first. How do you see the second and third place? I think right behind are going to be Bill and Rick, if I had to say right now. Okay. Um, you know, Rick always just finds his way ever since I've been in this league into the top three or four, and like it's kind of a rarity to see him outside that top five. And I sat next to I've been sitting next to him at a couple of drafts. You can just tell much how much work he research he does before and he comes prepared and he always has a good deep squad with a couple of guys, you know, that break out. So I think he comes in third and I think Bill, you know, it he's had also a really good year and I think if my dad in any other year I think Bill's probably winning right now, but my dad's team is I don't know, it's loaded. <laughs> I, I, I I'd agree with that. Um, I, I, I think that's uh, I think that's probably the right call to uh, to make. Hey, let's let's switch just real quick. I, I have two other questions for you, both school related. Um, you said you're leaving this Friday. Um, I'm, I'm guessing um, you have Penn State football tickets this year. Uh, yes, I do. It'll be okay. a, it'll be a blast. I mean, I don't know if I'll make every game. You know, sometimes if the opponents are just like you know, I don't know. There's just some games that probably a lot of people don't go to just because of how it'll be a blowout. But they have some good games on their schedule this year. They play Auburn. They play with Michigan. And my dad and my mom will be able to come for that Michigan game, too, which will be pretty fun to see them. Okay. All right. Any any plans to see any away games, any road trips in your, uh, in your future? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to make a couple road trips and – you know, now with knowing a bunch of kids at different schools, it, it little it makes it easier. But sure, um, I mean, one thing we talked about potentially this year was maybe going to Columbus to see Ohio State, Penn State. But that's on the night before Halloween, so it, it's going to be crazy there probably. But <laughs> I, and it's also pretty a little farther drive than you would expect. Like Penn State's pretty far away from the rest of the Big Ten schools, and you wouldn't really think of it that way, but they are like. Iowa's, the Wisconsin's, like they're kind of like the only team up in the Northeast. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and 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 my last question is: Your brother Sean um, is at uh, NYU, right in the heart of Manhattan. Um, have you had a chance to visit him on on, on campus? And how's how's he doing? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did get to visit him the one time. Um, me and my parents went up. 
it's a really like different environment where he's going to school and it's cool to see like another side of that where like, you know, it's just completely different to what I'm doing. But at the same time, I could kind of see why, like, I didn't understand at first when he made that decision, but when I went there, you know, there's just this energy about being in that city and every day and just grinding and working away. Like it definitely motivates you. So it was cool to see that and cool to see how, you know, he, settled in there i think this this semester will be a little bit more fun when i go up there to visit him because of how crazy it was just last year all sure. year in the city you know i'm sure you guys could imagine yeah yeah excellent excellent well you know thanks thanks for for coming on sam um i think it's probably a good time for you to be going back to school that way you don't have to uh, listen to your dad, um, you know, bragging the last six weeks, seven weeks of the season. And, you know, you can just listen to it from afar as yeah, opposed to being in the same household time. at that time. <laughs> and just remember, you know, the old saying, wait till next year. Yeah. All right, Sam. Hey, thanks for coming on and uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and have a safe trip up there. Yeah. You too. Yes. Jamie and Jamie Hawaii. Lodge, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Stay yep. hopping on. Thanks. Well, yes, Sam, enjoy your season. I'm hoping you could squeak up that little part of me and Jamie are right now. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your sophomore year. Appreciate it. All right. See you, man. See you, guys. All right, Jay. You still with us? I am. I am. Yeah. You know what? He, um, his team has had the most movement. Um, unfortunately, it was downward movement um, since we, we last talked to him. Um, and he, he, as he pointed out, it's, it's about injuries and injuries at the, you know, um, at the wrong time and, you know, the rash of injuries all at once. So, um, I, I, I do believe that, um, you know, next year, um, uh, his team will be a little bit stronger and, and hopefully, you know, you learn from some of these things and some things you just can't, just can't overcome. Yeah. It, it, when you lose a guy like Bauer and Noel is not pitching well, that's a disaster. And when you, yeah, yeah. you, you lose Corey Seager, who's hitting in the heart of your lineup for for a few months it's it's impossible to replace those guys and you, you just gotta and he and he hit on naquin but i think he had too much activity uh injuries and that weird stuff with bauer that to overcome that you know, yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah you know speaking speaking of bauer I, I i i mean he's certainly done for this year and i'm wondering if his major league career might be over yeah, yeah, it's at least on a on a pause. I mean, I I don't it, it he's he's got to be exonerated before if if he's ever going to get back into the game. I just don't see it happening. Did, 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 did the Dodgers actually? Um, what what did they do? Did, did they didn't drop him yet? Did they? No, he's still on that administrative leave, extended administrative gotcha. leave. Yeah. They haven't I, I, I think what they said was that he's not going to be back this season. Is what they said. So okay. they're still on the hook. To, I guess they're still on the hook to pay him unless he gets suspended by Major League Baseball. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Or he gets okay. he gets charged with a crime and and yeah. found guilty. I'm sure there's a you know you don't have to pay a felon. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Um, okay, so let's get into the standings review here. Um, so we st- the Hawks at 81, still at 50, perfect uh, batting. Uh, Statman at 79, the Lakers at 73. And I think I told you uh, off air before we started that I'm not sure if the Lakers 
you know, I think they're kind of stuck at third. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk back on that. I don't, I think he has some movement here now that DeGrom could be out for a while. Um, the Lakers are in striking distance of Bill of K's. Um, and he's in striking distance, obviously, of, of the Rebel Alliance with, with uh, wins. He's got some movement in RBIs. He, tra- you know, he traded for Goldschmidt. Now I've been, I've been knocking the crap out of the ball, but he's got Goldschmidt, and he's behind me in in RBIs. And um, I, I think he has some movement here. I, OPS, he has some movement of of the dudes, and and he can move two in home runs. So if one of his guys get hot, I, I think he has a shot at, at making some noise here. Yeah, when we get to the fab piece, uh, I'm I'm wondering because um, it looks like you know he he, he went all in um, with the Cubs' new first baseman. I'm I'm I I don't know. I I I think he's saying well by doing that, hey, this is my team, and I'm not going to find anything else in in fab. So you know, as he's leaving the rest of it to the team that he has um, on his roster now. Yeah, yeah. So I I I I think he. He's if he catches lightning in a bottle here, which happens sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, he can make some. He could be a threat. Yeah, uh, Bulls at sixty-one, or fourth dudes at fifty-nine. I'm at fifty-six. Um, the Rebs at forty-six. You're at forty-four, and then we got the Bearcats and the Ducks. Um, when you when you look at the week, look who's at the top, the Sewerhawks. Um, yep. And me and the Bearcats had another strong week again. Bearcats had a really good week offensively. Yeah, I'm worried about that um, because uh, the way my team's performing, <laughs> you can see I finished in, in last this week. Uh, I'm worried that, that I could finish in ninth place this year. Oh, you think? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you and the Ducks are down at, at 27. Uh, dudes had a bad week again at 46. Um not much change. I, 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 my team's really being led by Joey Votto. That guy is red hot, man. That he, everything that I used to complain about him all those years, he's doing. If I had a vote as of right now, I'd vote for him for MVP. Really? Yeah, I, I just think he's carrying that Reds team. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's he's had he, he he's had the last what three weeks. Yeah, some incredible numbers. Uh, well, ever since he came back from that broken wrist, he 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 started off hitting the ball well. Now he's hitting the ball out of the park. Um, so anyway, that's just my thought there. With uh, what did you hey. call him last week, Joey Bats? <laughs> Joey Bats, yeah, yeah, Joey Bats. So let's just jump back for a second, um, because you know, right in the middle there, where the Lakers and Statman and and, and Bulls, um, Statman had a had, had a bad offensive Ooh, week, yeah. sixteen and a half points. But um, their pitching remains, you know, last week remained strong with 40 and a half. But um, with the Grom being out now, potentially for the rest of the, the, the year, what do you think this does to his team and his chances? Well, that's what I mean. I, I, I think his pitching still solid. But losing to Grom, you start uh, – all those big leads he had in categories start dwindling a little bit. Uh, and, and with Rick and Wheeler – like so, you know, you lose Degrom and your team behind you adds Wheeler. That's a big jump, right? But I think it's yeah. I think Bill's team is solid enough where he he's not. I mean, he's, 
he's certainly not dropping below third. Like I'm talking like if Rick finds no, no. someone that gets hot, you know, he, he, he could be nipping at their heels. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think he probably had a bad week. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm in a good week. I, I don't know if it's really going to affect because his, t- his pitching's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. So, so help me out if you remember, because, you know, um, Jack Flaherty just came back yeah. on, on Friday and pitched, <laughs> pitched really well. And he <laughs> traded him to the mighty Ducks, which was actually uh, a good trade um, or, or, or a good move at, at that time. Right. Yeah, right. Um, Cause you can never predict uh, DeGrom going out. Um, but do you remember who he traded? I don't remember who he traded. He traded to the Mighty Ducks, but do you know who, who he picked up in that trade? Yeah. Uh, give me a minute. Sorry, I, I don't mean to put you on the no, spot there. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Fine. You know, you, you got. I, I, think, I, I, I think you, you have to up, make those moves, right? I think he picked up Freeman. Freeman was it Freddie Freeman? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Flaherty. You know, you don't know that guy's coming back or not, or how effective he's going to be, or even the Cardinals are going to let him come back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that time, the Cardinals were, you know, dying at 500. But, well, when, when actually when Flaherty went out, they were in. I, I think they may have been close to first place. If not, they were yeah. already in first place at that right. time. Yeah, and then the, then they started their their descent into hell since that time. And he got a good win out of John Lester last night. There's hope, I, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, every time a ball's hit back to him, I just want to see him throw overhand. Just throw the ball overhand, please. Yeah, yeah he's got one of those things. That's why he never throws over to first. Yeah. It, it's it's so ridiculous. I <laughs> uh, As you can tell, I'm not a big John Lester fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let's get into Fab. Uh, y- y- and you're thinking this could be the last big big night. Yeah, I, I think from this point forward, it's going to be six, seven, eight, eight people. Um, yeah. you, you know, um, yeah. What, do, what team do you want to start with? We'll start with the dudes. Uh, they they picked up Jace Peterson, dude, and they, they he meant to drop David Peterson. And he dropped him this morning, or yeah. Um, so he picked up Chase Peterson, right fielder from the from the Brewers. Um, I, I I guess he's starting to play a little bit. It was a Peterson for Peterson move. Yeah, Peterson for Peterson. Offense Peterson uh, for pitching Peterson. Yeah, maybe they could have thrown in Norm Peterson as well. <laughs> okay, uh, and I think that was his only, only move. You picked up Brennan Davis. Wait, wait. Let's just jump back for a second. He yeah. he also picked up uh, uh, Albert Pujols. He dropped. Oh yeah, he picked up Albert Pujols. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually had a bid in for Albert again, but I wasn't going to pay five. Um, you picked up Brennan Davis? I did. I, I picked up two Cubs, Brennan Davis and Alex Mills, because Mills. I want to pick up two players that uh, are on teams that are actually worse than mine. Okay. okay. Alex Mills had a cup of Connor Joe with me, and I, I just couldn't deal with him anymore. I don't know. Yeah, probably, well, remember, I had him last year when he pitched a no-hitter, except he was on my reserve team. So <laughs> we'll try again. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bearcats pick up Anthony Alford. Uh, outfielder for the Pirates. Drop Eric Gonzalez. Shortstop for the Pirates. He wanted to stay within the same organization, I guess. Um, and then he also picked up Corey Knebel, who I saw pitch last night, and dropped Brian Miller. Um, yeah, Knebel pitched well, I thought. 
Is, is, is he going to be? Well, I, I guess Jansen is still uh, the closer there, right? So yeah, there's a possibility yeah. that he could pick up a couple saves there. Yeah, probably. And he pitched effectively, okay. and you know we'll see what happens. I mean, that's it's certainly worth a, a flyer on. Uh, Statman picked up my man Freddie Galvis, who I brought up back in when I was in Texas earlier in the year. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know. I guess he'll play a little bit. He'll, they'll find a spot for him if he can still hit the baseball. Um, and I think that was his only move last night. Yep. Yeah, uh, it was. I picked up Drew Ellis, third baseman for the I, for the Diamondbacks. Okay. Talk about that. Uh, I saw he was getting some playing time, and actually, I think he hit a home run last night. And um, yeah, I just thought you know it could be another guy I can I can throw in there in case. This Jesus Sanchez, they keep pushing him back. I'm about to cut him if he doesn't come back this week. Mm. So, And mm. Josh Fuentes is in the minors, so whatever. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think Ellis is supposed to be pretty good. You never know with these guys, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then the Lakers pick up that Frank Schwindel for 18 bucks. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I Probably a good pickup. Probably a bit of an overpay. Um, the, the fact that um, he essentially uh, dropped Rizzo for that, so it, it, it's a one-for-one move, if, if you will. Um, he's replacing the position. Um, just seems to be a bit heavy with so much of the season left. Uh, yeah, maybe just didn't want to. He just didn't want to. You know, yeah, just didn't want to lose him, and. He has been playing pretty well, so um, we'll see if he if he if he continues to play well and get the playing time. Um, maybe it'll be a good move, you know. Yeah, like I said, well, I, yeah. I guess I guess it's it's worth a shot. I I would be interested to know um, what everybody else did, but but hey, I guess if if you got to go for it, you got to go for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so. That, they were the only moves, and I think you're right. I think from here on out, it's going to be ones and twosies. Yep, it, it. it is. Um, I think the only person with any significant money, the dudes have $38, and it drops all the way to the Bearcats at 12 So okay. um, the dudes will be able to pick up pretty much anybody that, that they want at this point. Yeah, and I don't think the major leagues have that ex- like expanded roster for September anymore. Is that my my right? Uh, I, I I think they they have kept that um, same rule that they had last year, which was they're only going to expand to twenty eight players. Okay. Not right. not 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 forty man. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's bringing up minor leaguers to get some at bats or get some innings logged. It's probably not going to be as prevalent as it has been yeah. in the past. Um, so really, that's you know, weird. Don't you, don't you think? Do you like that? Or I mean, what do you think? Major League Baseball's idea behind that was i don't it, was it covid related to keep a smaller group you, you know what when major league baseball makes these rules and they and i think they they actually instituted it at the beginning of 2020 so i i, I don't think that was the case i always think it has to do with money you know you don't want to pay uh, a proportion of the major league minimum um salary to players i don't know i i kind of like the idea of bringing up you know, expanding your rosters and bringing players up um, to see what they have, particularly if your team's no longer in it, that you want to see some of these players. I, I guess I don't get that. I don't. I don't get what the idea behind it was. Yeah, I, I, if I was 
uh, a general manager, yes, I would want that expanded rosters because I would want to see how guys perform. Yeah, yeah, particularly teams that are out of it. I'd yeah, be, that's what I mean. You're going to run the same 20, 28 players out there, and, you know, if you already have a, you know, 100-loss season um, at hand, I, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I just don't get what Major League Baseball does. Yeah, I, I don't get it either, and, and it, it so it, it affects us as well. Us as well. Well, and, and then <laughs> and therein lies the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I even brought it up. I'm like, well, yeah, I I got I got two guys and well, really one guy in the minors that could be brought up. I don't I don't know if he will. I don't, I don't know if Cruz will be brought up. So, um, yeah, we'll see. All right, maybe on a future issue, what we can do episode is significant September call-ups. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll write that down, but that sounds like a lot of research, so I probably won't do anything. Marty Bystrom would be number one. Oh, look at that. There's a name from the past. Marty Bystrom? Kyle yeah. Schwerber? Okay. All right. Was, he, was he a September call-up, and then he ended up starting in the playoffs? Man, this thing's almost writing itself. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, speaking about baseball. Oh, no, wait a minute. We, we got a couple other things. Uh, we got to save the date, 26 March 2022. Yeah, um, I, I want to say that the baseball season, Let's let me see if I get this right, is starting because they announced Major League um, um, they, standings, not standings, um, schedules. And I want to say that it starts, um, opening day is going to be Monday, April 4th, um, 2022. So I'm being optimistic by saying save the date for that Saturday prior to. Um, no, wait, I, might, I think I have that all monkeyed, don't I? Is it maybe maybe it's March 28th is opening day. I don't know. Can you check me on that? Seriously? Yeah, well, that's all right. I'll, I'll check it. But anyway, March 26th. When I, when I originally looked at that, that's what I thought. But, but now I'm starting to, I'm starting to doubt myself. And, and what I wrote down here. Hang on a second. Here we go. Let's call this up here. Um, it looks like. No, I, I I am so wrong. Strike everything I said. Um, looks like opening day is Thursday, March thirty first. Okay, so that would make sense. The twenty sixth. Yeah. 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 So so now the only thing we have to do is worry about baseball actually starting on time, which I think is going to be the big off season issue. Yeah. That and sticky stuff, right? The stuff that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's that's already um, that's already passed. You know, and, and I'm looking at the major league schedule already, and they have the Guardians. The Royals play the Guardians on goodness. March 31st. You mean the roller derby team or the baseball team? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. In fact, when I was watching the Dodgers game last night, when Knebel came in, the umpire checked his glove and hat. Okay, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird. I guess is, is that's that that's still a thing, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Then the other thing is the mystery number on our Bush League text thread. Did we ever yeah, get who, resolution on this? No. No, I don't know who the hell that that person was. I don't know. I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame the the Bulls for that because I think it all started when he said he got a new phone use this number and i don't i don't know if he put that 
other mystery, uh, mystery number on there? I don't know who it was. I'd love to know. Um, we have people in the league that could find that out. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. If they choose to do so. This is what happens when you don't follow protocols. Stuff gets into your pot. <laughs> This is what happens when the majority of your league is over 50 with technology. I don't know how to work this fangled thing, man. Uh, <laughs> Just punching in numbers. <laughs> Where are my glasses? <laughs> uh, and then the other, the other note I put under here is, uh, boy, there's there's two trades I, I should have made. Uh, the one was, remember you offered me uh, on, uh, on air. Uh, I did. Gutierrez for Carlos Martinez. And I, I said no because I liked Carlos Martinez too much. He got hurt within 48 hours. He's done for the year. And Gutierrez, I, th- I think I estimated this right. He's got four wins and five starts, 22 Ks, and a, a 3-3-0 ERA. Well, you know what? It would have meant more for your team than my team. Can you imagine how bad? My pitching is so bad right now. It's, it's going through a huge, huge bump right now, um, downward. Um, how bad it would have been. If I wouldn't have had Gutierrez, ugh. Yeah, and then I, I, I was offered Hendricks for Bellinger uh, by the Bulls, which is a fair trade, and and I I, I just felt like uh, I, I, I need Hendricks to get some wins, and now I was worried about if Bellinger got hurt again. It, but I should have made that trade because Hendricks has had a 9-9 ERA with a 2-4-0 whip, and, and uh, Bellinger's knocked four homers and seven ribs and a 9-90 OPS. If I actually made both of those trades, all things being equal, I, I would be right at the Bulls' doorstep. Well, I don't, I, well uh, it's certainly in the case of Gutierrez, you, you actually had the chance to get him. I, I don't know, when you tried to trade uh, Hendrick to, um, to the Bulls for Bellinger, was it him or was it you that kind of no, poo-pooed he, it? No, he, he, he brought it up. Yeah, okay. all, all I had to do was say yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So, oh, wow. All right. So you really did whiff on two of those. That's not like you. You're usually pretty good. But you know what? Yeah, you, you know what? You're, you're starting to get my personality. Hes, you know, hesitate and then, you know, rethink everything. And, you know, remember, perfect is the enemy of good. Yep. And I'm neither. And <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of Kyle Hendricks, the Cubs may not win another game the rest of the year. So. Well, yeah, I know. And that was in my thought process, but I thought, I, I don't know, they're going to – he's got to win games, and I, I'm really close in wins, so I don't know, whatever. Um, All right, do you think he wins? I, I set the over and under um, at two more wins the rest of the season. You take over or under for him. For Hendricks? Yeah. Seven weeks left? Yep. Seven starts plus two, maybe nine starts he has left? Yep. I'm going to take the over. All right, all right, I'm going to write this one down. Hendricks over and under is two. I really set that low, though. That was too, that was, might have been too I easy. I know, but I had to think about it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not that crazy. All right. All right, uh, and then baseball news. Well, first, it, I, we'll, we'll hit on this Field of Dreams thing, but what, what are your thoughts on uh, Tatis becoming an outfielder? Um, I think it's a good temporary solution for for the Padres. I I, I, I think the Padres are are, are really struggling, and, and I think that if if they were not in this race right now, I think they would sit them the rest of the year. And and I think this is a compromise. 
situation. I know there's a lot of people that say, well, he could still die for a ball, that he could still hurt his shoulder, that type of thing. Um, I, I think from a position standpoint, it makes sense. Um, he's still got to take, he's still got to, you know, make it bats where, you know, there's a good chance he's going to hurt himself again. Yeah, I guess it limits his time if he makes throws. You know, did did you have an opinion on that? Did you, I mean, did you think that there's, there's well, a big concern? Are you against it? No, I'm not against it. It sounds like it's probably a medical advice of, hey, the, the, the wear on the shoulder, he needs surgery, and the less wear you can get him through, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe it is that type of thing where it's he's worried about throwing the baseball. And, boy, I hope it's not long-term where – you know, it, if he has to move to first base or DH or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, this guy's way too young to be be having these type of injuries. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would think that, you know, as soon as the season's over for the Padres, whenever that is, um, you're going to see um, that he's going to have surgery on that because you, yeah. you can't, at, at his age, you can't continue to go through this. No, and, and it, the same thing used to happen to Griffey when he started getting hurt. You know, he'd run into walls and separate his shoulder. and You know what I mean? And they, they should have got him out of center field like five years before they did. And maybe maybe this is what they're doing here. Yeah, but, but you know, you're bringing up a good point. How do you tell a player like that to, to go half speed? I don't, I don't know you if know, they know different. Yeah, no, you can't. That's what makes yeah. them great. Yeah, yep. Yeah, until you tell them, hey, here's a first baseman's mitt. This is where you're playing now. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh, Field of Dreams. Did you watch this game, the Yankees Sox game? I, I I did. I watched the pregame and and I loved everything about it. Oh really? Okay, you loved the pregame stuff with the Costner walking out of the cornfield and stuff like that. Well, you, you know, I, I I've always been a huge fan of of, of the movie. So yeah, I, I I did. You know, it might seem a little bit gimmicky, um, but I, I think it's what baseball needs at this point, doesn't it? It needs a distraction. Yeah. I didn't watch the pregame, but I watched the game. Um, yeah, I th- I thought it was cool. I it, it looked like um, it looked like the players enjoyed it. Uh, you know the the proximity of the fans, probably much closer. Well, let let me ask you something. Do you think first of all, have you seen the movie? And second of all, if you didn't see the movie, do you think it loses some of its appeal? The game. Yeah. So I I, I have seen the movie numerous times. Um, okay. You like the movie? Yeah, I like the movie. I, I okay. Yeah, I, I like the movie. I'm not really a Kevin Costner fan. I think he makes good um, movies, I but I, I'm not really okay. a fan. Yeah. Okay. I think he sensationalizes a lot of his his movies that are based on fact. So. Well, I I like the fact that as he plays these parts, he's if you watch, it looks like he can actually he's athletic. Yeah, he can actually he throw a ball. Yeah, he not he like can. Nuke Lelouch. No, he can't. That's a Bull Durham reference. Yeah, I, I've never seen that movie, but I, I, I'm familiar with the name. I've never seen Bull Durham. Um, okay. So, yeah, I like the movie. I, I It probably wouldn't make sense if you didn't see it, but I think this movie's like The Godfather. I think, I think um, you know, most people have seen it. Most. I, you know what? I, I, I'll bet. I'll bet you half the league has never seen uh, – half the Bush League has never seen that movie. Field of Dreams? Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask yeah. everybody when you listen to the podcast, text me, 
and tell me if you've seen the movie from start to to finish, not bits and pieces of it or, you know, clips if you saw the game this past Thursday or something like that. Text me and tell me if you've seen this this movie. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people that haven't. I, I would I would bet you that of the ten people, ten of us in the league, maybe half have seen the whole movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think it's that and the natural. I think everyone has seen it. Okay, so there, there there's a movie that I've seen bits and pieces of, not the whole thing through. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Um, it, it, it has baseball talked about this will be an annual event. Um, I, I think they're thinking about it. Um, if you remember in 2020, it was supposed to be the Cardinals and Cubs supposed to play that game. Yeah. Um, be, be, because what I read was, is that this was the highest rated regular season major league baseball game since 2005. So 16 years. Uh, so I, I think it was a huge hit with, with the fans. I, like you said, I think the players really liked it. They got good TV audience. Um, I think baseball will try and do it again. Now, whether it will have as much appeal, probably the second time, probably not as much. But, I, again, I loved everything about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they should. If, if the players are into it, I think they should. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a, a bit of a inconvenience. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of moving parts to get the club there to play a baseball game. So if you have a chance, if you watch the pregame, um, both of the teams, um, let's let's see. Where were, well, I think one team was coming from Kansas City and the other one was coming from, I, I want to say that the, the White Sox were coming from Kansas City, Yankees were coming from Minneapolis. They both had to fly into Dubuque, Iowa, and then take a 30-minute bus ride from Dubuque okay. to Dyersville, um, Iowa. Yeah. All right. Maybe next year. To and, and, they, and they were only yeah, they were they were only driving in that they were flying out that night because I don't right. think there's anything around there. Yeah, maybe next year to make it more realistic, they should make them take a train. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, eight hour train ride. Um, all right, so we'll keep an eye on that. And at the other big news, I watched the last half inning of this. Tyler Gilbert throws a no hitter in his first major league start. That was amazing. That's it. Was so that's, cool. That's, how does it get any better than that? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and his parents were there. Nice. His nice. Were now, now wasn't, isn't his background, wasn't he drafted by the Phillies? He was a Philly, yep. And he was a Rule 5 okay. pick, uh, I think, this year. He, he got some innings in uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, and then they they started him. And um, he doesn't throw hard. He's a lefty. Um, yeah, but he, he – and the other thing I noticed, I, again, I only watched the bottom of the ninth, or the I guess that would be the top of the ninth. Um, the the umpire widened it a little bit. The strikes. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, they were all hittable balls. Yeah, yeah, they were all hittable balls. His own. He walked Tommy Pham three times during the game, and Pham was the last out. He hit a humpback line in the center field. Okay, and those that was his only three walks of the game, right? Correct. Was, was, was the Pham? Yeah, was just the Pham? Yeah. You you know what? Good good for the Diamondbacks because they haven't had anything to to cheer about. Um, so you know, good good for them. That's going to be the highlight of the season. They're they're such a bad team. Yeah, and it was uh, Major League Baseball's eighth no hitter, nine if you count Bumgarner, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, all right. Let, let's get in. So now that we're mid August, right? Uh, we got seven weeks left in the season. 
what are your prediction with these division and wild card races? Where are you at with this? Um, I, I, I think that, um, man, I keep waiting for the Giants to drop, and they, they just don't, right? Yeah. So I, I think I, I think the Giants, they've locked up a playoff spot. I, I just don't know which playoff spot. Um, um, in, in the Central, I'm going to say, I'm going to, Stay with the Giants. Um, I'm going to say in the Central, uh, Brewers have this thing locked up. They can put it on. They can, they can just kind of coast uh, the rest of the way and, and get themselves into playoff shape. And then coming out of the East, I, I, I have to say that you were right in last week's podcast, and I, I got to believe it's the Braves. Okay, so they're the three division winners. What about the wild card? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say that uh, if the Giants – don't make it. I'm going to say the Dodgers. Okay. And I'm and I'm going to say the Reds are going to pass San Diego. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? I got the exact same thing. I think the Reds. Are you serious? San Diego does not straighten this stuff out. The Reds, the Reds are a hitting machine, man. And they got enough pitching. If Castillo pitches, he pitched well last night, I think. And if he could kind of get it together. I think the Reds are going to catch them. Now, now here's what's interesting, though. Um, the Reds are only two and a half games out of the wild card, and the Phillies and and, and Braves are, are only four, and the Cardinals four and a half. Why are you dismissing uh, Phillies Cardinals? Um, I think the Reds, the Padres, and the Dodgers have better teams than the Phillies and the Cardinals. I, I would I would agree with that. So I would agree. That's why I picked the Braves. I think the Braves have the better team over the Mets and the Phillies. Okay. And you, um, do you, you, you think the Mets are done? There's no chance of them making the, the wild card as well? I think they're just thinking like a rock, particularly with the Grom out? They, I'm going to use a phrase that you taught me. They might, You might see a dead cat bounce, but that's it. <laughs> I love that By phrase. the way, there'll be, there'll be no dead cat bounce from my team. I think I've already had it. <laughs> It's, it's not even a little one, just boom. No, nothing. No, it's no, dead. no, not even a little meow. <laughs> yeah, I think you might see a dead cat bounce out of the Mets. Um, okay. I. You might see it out of the Phillies, which we have when they won eight in a row. Then they lost two or three to the Dodgers, and they're split with the Reds right now. So if they don't win today, they'll they'll follow up an eight game winning streak with going. Two and four, and that's you. You, you got to stay five hundred after that week. Like I know you can't win every game, so but you you, right. you rattle off eight. You got to stay five hundred the week after. You, you have to, otherwise, the, you know if they go two and four, they lose today and go two and four for the week. Uh, it's just it's just a four game winning streak at that point. You, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't carry as much weight, and that's why I don't trust yeah. them enough. So. Um, but the Dodgers are good. I'm not saying that they should have beat them two out of three. But you know, if you think you're a playoff team, then you got to beat someone like the Reds who are, or your peers. At yeah, home, I, right. You, yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah. So well, you and I agree on something. How do you I, like that? I know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see where we stand in another couple of weeks. When you get back from Hawaii, we'll we'll see if we're close. Okay. Yeah. Um. I do have a twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Yay. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, Iron Hill Brewery, 
I had a kryptonite double IPA. It's a 9.4 ABV. It's not rated in the beer advocate again. I didn't see it in there. Uh, so with the Rooster Talons, I go high 80s, low 90s. I had two of them at lunch. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Yeah, you know, high 80s, low 90s. That's where I'm going. So on the Rooster Talon scale, I guess if you would have a second one, then we have to put it into the low 90s, right? Because the demarcation point is one beer versus two beers, and two beers puts it into the 90s. Is that fair to say? It is. I, and I think, because I had it Monday at lunch, so Christy and I went on a long walk, and then we stopped at Iron Hill because there's like three restaurants open on Monday for lunch. Everything's closed. Um and I don't think I wanted to get back on my phone to look at the beer menu again. So I thought, I'll just have another one of these. So that's right. why I had we'll two have of them. We'll have Bill fact check it. You know, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can make um, – I think you should get a handle called the Bantam Roosters on um, Beer Advocate and start your own uh, – start rating these beers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's where I think I'm at, though with that kryptonite double IPA. It was good. I would encourage you to get one. How's that? Um, I'm going to say I probably already had one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. The kryptonite, that just came back out because I want to say when we had the All-Star Gala, that Rick asked for that beer, and they said that um, they were just making, uh, they were making more uh, okay. of that beer. So I think it was All just right. released just recently. All right. I must have, must have hit it right. I don't remember. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you know what? Now you mentioned I remember him mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, a couple corrections here. Um, number one for me, I, when we were talking about our beers last week, I think I noted that I, my beer would be triple digit ABV. But I, <laughs> I, that was, I misspoke there. It would be double digit. Can you imagine a triple digit? I mean, you're you're basically drinking grain alcohol at that point. Is Gold Monkey close to triple digit? <laughs> no. Right. If you have, if you have six of them at a draft, they are <laughs> in an unventilated room with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so that was your that was your only correction? Because I have a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think last week when we talked about the Field of Dreams game, I called it, uh, the, I said the location was in Dyer, um, Iowa. It's actually in Dyersville, um, Iowa. So I apologize to all the 5,000 residents that live in Dyersville, um, <laughs> Iowa, on that one. Okay. And Yeah, and the other thing is this is more of a follow-up than a correction, but you had talked about um, the White Sox and in game one of one of their games, back in the 70s, that they, they wore shorts. And I just went went back to check. There were five stolen bases in that game. Um, I think it was Jerry Harrison, Pat Kelly, George Orta. And I'm not sure who Brohammer is, and Jim Essien. Here's what I found interesting, is that Harrison, Brohammer, and Essien, it was their first stolen base of the season. So you waited until you actually wore shorts before you had your first stolen base of the season. That That's... That's gutsy. Yeah, that is gutsy. Yeah, you, you would yeah. just you feel like you're like yeah. I'd go back to the manager. I missed the sign. <laughs> I'm not sliding in, in this. In, in in all five of these stolen bases were off the same pitcher. <laughs> oh really? Who was it? John Lester? Yeah. Was he pitching? <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
It might have been a relative of his. The last name is Patton. I'm not sure what the first name was, so I apologize. Maybe I, I can check on that. Okay. And Pat Kelly, that's uh, – yeah, I remember him, the DH. He, like, DH yeah. and outfield first base. Yeah, okay. He was a good player. Yep. That was his 10th stolen base and George Orr's 18th stolen base of the season. Well, George Orr stole first base in 85 later on in his career. What do you, what do you mean he stole first base? What? When he was called out, when he was called safe, and he was like a step and a half out in the World Series. Isn't that the same George Oh, uh, uh, we're going to go there again? <laughs> stole first base. That You know, that's still triggering to me. That, that, oh. <laughs> 1985, the worst baseball call ever and still went the worst moment in sports for me. Uh, let's, let's press on because it's, it's already triggering. I'm, I'm, I can just feel the anxiety rising in me. <laughs> All right, today in baseball history, uh, Buster Posey was the fifth selection in the amateur draft. He received a $6.2 million signing bonus, more than two guys ahead of him drafted. Tim Beckham. Who, who are they? Tim Beckham was the okay. first pick. He got 6.15. Pedro Alvarez was the second pick by the Pirates. He got six. Hosmer, I didn't see his signing bonus. Uh, Brian Matus, the pitcher for the Orioles, and then Buster Posey was number five. Good for the Giants for for drafting um, drafting Posey. I mean, he's had he's had a remarkable career, right? And before before the show started, um, you had mentioned that you thought he might be uh, on the precipice, if you will, of a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I said that to you. And after looking at his stats, I don't think he is. I don't know what kind of kid. He's only won one Gold Glove, but he played. He was a peer of Yadier Molina, so I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, don't get me wrong, he's had a really good career, um, but I, I still think it's a little bit light yeah, um, it is. in that he's, he only has 12 years of, of experience. And, you know, he's age 34, so, you know, can he hang around four or five more years and put up the kind of year that he had this year? It's just, you know, injuries takes its toll. And, and you know, you brought up Yachty or Molina. For what Yachty does, catching game in and game out, just that durability is is – is is um, almost Hall of Fame quality uh, in and of itself. So I, I, I think he needs a couple more really solid years before he gets serious consideration, he being Posey. Yeah, he's made seven All-Star games, uh, four Silver Sluggers. He's won Rookie of the Year, he's won MVP, and he's been the catcher on three World Series teams. Um, but I, I think you're right. I, I, I think it, it's light. He would need to get the 2,000 hits, which I don't think he can get to. He's going to end the season with a little over 1,500 hits. I don't, I don't think he can play another four years. I certainly don't think he'll catch for another four years uh, to get the two. Th- he would, he would need to get the 2,000 hits. So yeah, I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think he is a Hall of Famer. It was just yeah, but still a nice, still a nice career with three, three World Series uh, rings, right? Yeah, he's played in 53 playoff games. I mean, that's a lot, you know. Uh, and he, he's been the catcher, and I don't know if they have a captain, but I think he would probably be the captain. He's won a batting title, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good for him. Um, 2011, Jason Isringhausen becomes the 23rd player to record 300 saves. You know, that's that's shocking to, to, to me, just because do you remember when he was first coming up, he was heralded. He came up in the mess system, right? And he was going to be the the, the next big thing. Um, 
they had a couple of, of pitchers that were coming up at that time that escapes me right now. But Paul, um, Paul he Wilson. did a nice job. Go ahead. Paul Wilson was a guy. Okay. And Bill Pulsifer. Oh, okay. Right, right, Remember right. Those guys? Yep. Um, yeah, his 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 career as a starter um, never really took off, right, because of injuries. And he he did a nice job at uh, transitioning himself into a reliever, and I guess doing so, uh, starting with 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 the Mets, but really more so with the A's, and then coming over to St. Louis and had some really good years, had some outstanding years um, with the Cardinals. Yeah, he um, 2011 was his last. Not, I wouldn't even call it productive years. He had seven saves with with the uh, with the Mets, um, and that's where he got his three hundredth. But you're right. I and kudos to Oakland for finding these guys. Sometimes, you know, taking a, a retread, you know, giving them some another role, and they excel in it because he had three or two, yeah, three good years with with Oakland. Then he comes to St. Louis on a probably on a free agent deal, and. Uh, yeah, it does a really good job for the cards. Yeah, he does. And it makes you wonder um, if Dave Duncan, their pitching coach at that time, hasn't gotten enough credit and, and is potentially should be looked at as potentially a uh, Hall of Fame um, as, as, as a pitching coach. I don't know if that's ever been done before. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is, is the guy from the Braves? What's that oh, I know who you're, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I, I, I can see him. Now. The guy was always rocking in the, the dugout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, yeah, somebody help us out. Uh, let us know. Text us on that. And then 2020, Max Muncie hits the first leadoff sacrifice fly in Major League Baseball history. Wait, what? What do you mean by that? So you know how they have these crazy rules with the starting at second base, uh, extra innings, right? Right. So Muncie's up. Chris Taylor is at second base, starting the inning. Well, he stole third base on the first pitch and then Muncie hits a fly ball and scores him. Uh, I got you. All right. I, I read, I read this a little bit differently. Got it. Yeah. You know what? You don't like that rule, do you? I hate that rule because the, the, the angels pitcher actually had a one, two, three inning mm. and, but lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you, you know what? In future episodes, we're going to talk about some some rule changes that they've implemented or ones that they're experimenting with. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm on the opposite side. I, I don't mind the rule. All right. Well, yeah. So that's how he had a leadoff sacrifice fly. Okay. All right. All right. That's good to know. What are you walking off with? So between my 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 rooting. Team, the Cardinals and 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 my Bush League team. Um, I, I just want. I guess I'm throwing it out there to everybody. How do you generate interest in the baseball season if your team isn't contending? Um, uh, I'm I'm really struggling right now. Over the last two weeks, has has been really tough for me to even watch baseball games. And uh, I'm wondering if this has if this is just a small sliver of baseball's overall issue, and, and that's um, competition. Because I looked at the standings today. Did you realize, Raj, there's actually four teams that are have a winning percentage of around 350, 350 or lower. There's four teams? Wow. Four teams, yeah. yeah. So so the, the, the Diamondbacks, um, 
Winning percentage is 322. Pirates, 359. The Orioles are at 330. And the Rangers are at 350. Um, how does baseball deal with that? So does it matter? I've, I've mentioned this in the past. There's too many teams. Okay. All right. I got you. But so, you know they're not going to get rid of teams. No, I, mean, I, I let, understand let, that. Let, let, yeah. me just, let me just add to this. All right? So on top of that, we have the Cubs on a 10-game losing streak right now. <laughs> And the Nationals, Nationals and Pirates have both lost nine out of ten. <laughs> it, 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 it's just getting ridiculous right now. Yeah, I, I know they're not going to do anything about it, but there's just too many teams. There's, there's too many teams. There's not. Well, you know what they're going to do about it? They're going to add. They're going to add two more soon. <laughs> yeah, so they can get that <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if they do, hopefully Montreal gets a second look. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Here's another thing I'm going to ask owners to do. If if they were to add one additional team to NL and AL, where do you think that those franchises should be? Let me let me let me know. Text me, and we'll read those on on, on the air. All right. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question, this is what I normally do: is I I kind of pick a team that I like watching and root for them throughout the playoffs. Okay. Like, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what I'll try and do. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. and, <sighs> and I think, I, actually, I, I could probably pick teams. Like, the Phillies haven't made the playoffs since 2011. So, and normally, as much as I don't follow the American League, I normally pick an American League team because I hate the Dodgers, I hate the Mets, I hate the Nationals, I hate the Cardinals. I, 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 like, there's, there's no one there to me to like. So, um, I have, like, w- one of the best playoff runs I've seen was Kansas City Royals in those two years that they made the World Series. I just think it was, they were fun to watch. They didn't strike out. They put the ball in play. It was good pitching, good relief pitching. I thought, man, this is actually fun. I enjoy watching this. And the Astros are kind of like that for me. I, I like watching Yeah, they yeah, they are. You know, you know. Um, you asked me last week, have I gotten over the Astros thing? And the answer is is no. But they are a really good team. Yeah, they're fun um, to watch. Like you get what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they execute uh, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, this is baseball's competitive issue. Um, you know, Bill's brought this up uh, more specifically about the Bush League. But I, I kind of like what um, Premier League soccer does. I wish it was relegation. I wish somehow baseball had relegation and that say, hey, you finish the bottom, you have the worst winning percentage in your league, you get relegated, and then we're going to bring somebody else up. Now, I know that's not practical to do, and you know people are making too much money to have that happen, but I would love to see something like that. So when you're talking about the league, you know, Cases Football League, they kick someone out. They suspend someone for one year. Every year, someone gets suspended. Essentially, that's relegation. Yeah, it is. Like if they do something stupid, right? They they, <laughs> they vote on it at the end of the year. Yeah, and they have rules of, of uh, you can you can't get suspended two years in a row, but you can two out of three. And yeah, so there you go. Man, it's something we interesting around. Interesting. Right. What are you walking off with? This is what I'm walking off with. You you know how you have, and I've read this in the paper, and I've seen it when we're on our Christy and I are on our walks on like county or or city trails and stuff, they tell you to kill these lanternflies. You know, just yeah. kill as many as you can. Well, I think the government needs to provide some damn resources. 
Like, I'm trying to kill these things with a dollar store fly swatter. These things are crazy fast. I swear they can see you. Like, we need resources, some sort of weaponry to go at these things. You, you know, a couple things to that. Number one, we, we, you need to kill them from the back because they, they hop. So you, you have to kind of do a sneak attack from the rear. <laughs> number two, number two, the government's not going to help you with anything at this point. And, and number three, I, I think we've already tried DDT and that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So we need, we need something for these things. They're crazy. And, and even the little ones, you can't step on those things. Those things are quick. Yeah, you got to be quick, man. So we need some resources, Governor Wolf. If I'm going to read your damn signs, I, I need something to kill this thing. Not some fly swatter. <laughs> yeah, but it is fun. Come on, you, you have to admit, if you turn it into a game, it's a lot of fun to try and kill them. Well, yeah, if you're successful. I, my success rate is pretty low. Oh, those things are tough. They're really tough to get. Yeah, so I, we need to come up well, with something. Well, like a machine. All right, so, 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 so do this. Next time you come upon one, try and attack it from, from the back, not the front. So what if I have All to right? walk past them? Do I have to, like, pretend I don't see it? <laughs> to circle back? Like, how's that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it, the old, give it the old head fake and come back at it. Come on, you're, you're, you're a military guy. You should know all about these maneuvers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, That's boy. all I have. That's uh, all I have, Chief. Uh, all right, next week we have the dudes confirmed. Yes. All right, then you're off to Hawaii, and we'll, we'll discuss our team's during those weeks. Yeah, that should, you know, if, if, there, if there's a podcast that people are going to want to miss, it's going to be the one that, that I'm on because all I'm going to do is bitch and moan about my team. It's not going to be pretty. So <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance for that. All right. And then uh, when you get back, we're into September, man, and that's that's the home stretch. Yeah. And we're thinking, we're thinking as we head into those last weeks of the season, we might have Bill and Bob on at the same time, right? Yeah, or if my prediction holds, we'll see where we're at on the 19th with the Lakers. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, enjoy your week. Stay safe. And um, make sure you you, you got to start packing soon. Yeah, it's not that far off, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, buddy. See you next week. See you, Chief.